Hello, everyone. Welcome to another amazing episode of the evolution of the fempreneur. And this, this forum, this platform that we sit in is really a space for female entrepreneurs to revolutionize the narrative of what is it nowadays to be a business owner, to be a woman, and to be a mom, and to be a wife, and to or not be a mom, or not be a wife, right? Like there's so many facets of who we are. And my guest today is, I mean, we met each other right at the beginning stages of both our businesses. So it's been a few years now. And um, coaching was relatively new at the time. And we were just dabbling in like, this is something that is, we bonded over that stage of what are we doing? How is this really going to be? But also really driven to make sure we sustain our desire and our passion. So um, Jennifer is an executive coach. Well, that's how I knew her. She's going to give us a whole different view of what she's doing now. And she's going to share with us the evolution of her life. So without further ado, welcome, Jennifer. Wonderful. Thank you for having me as your guest. Oh, my God. I mean, I've been hunting you down for a minute and our schedules just have not fit. So finally, mm-hmm. here we are. So before I get to my first question, um, where have you? Been? So I introduced you as an executive coach, but in our off camera conversation, you've evolved a little bit. Tell us a little bit about that evolution. I mean, I would say that um, I'm still an an executive coach. Um, I'm also a leadership coach. And as we were connecting um, in a little while ago is that, yes, when I started five years ago as a coach, a lot of the coaching I was doing was around leadership development and helping leaders um, at all levels within their organization with growth and and leadership development strategies. But then since Mm -hmm. COVID hit, you know, Mm. my coaching has evolved as well because during COVID, it was obviously lots of uncertainty. Mm. A lot of organizations had to furlough their employees. Everyone Mm. was isolating from home. And then that whole dance and struggle between work and life blended, staying at home. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of employees did lose their jobs during that time. So I think while other people were maybe slowing down, self-reflecting, my business grew out of that unfortunate, of course, time. Yeah. Um, but the demand for coaching and especially coaching within organization definitely grew. And mm-hmm. so I got very busy during COVID because organizations were thinking, wow, we need we need to help our employees transition during this time and manage mm-hmm. all of this uncertainty. So nowadays, uh, we don't even talk a lot about leisure development in my coaching. It's all about wellness strategies, like how do mm-hmm. we um, uh, minimize burnout? How do we set better boundaries? What's our mental health and fitness mm. these days? So yes, I think um, from a diversity and evolution of what I talk about and coach on, it is a lot of a balance of leadership development plus wellness these days. Wow, which I think is a beautiful way to exist too, because corporate is is demanding on levels that you know you don't always have it's not about therapy or counseling all the time sometimes you just need to like you said strategies to take a beat and step yes. back and 
see how it's supporting their well-being as a human being. Um, so with that being said, because your primary work is with corporate in organizations in mm -hmm. uh, many different levels of leadership, what do you think is your message out to the world? Like being the coach that you are now and kind of honing it in a little bit more, what's the message? What's the message out in the world? Yeah. You know what I'm discovering with a lot of the clients that I'm working with is that it doesn't matter what industry that you work in or what type of profession or craft you're in. The common theme is that we we have this general idea of, of self-judgment that mm. all of my clients struggle, many of my clients struggle with like lack of self-confidence. Mm -hmm. And so I think the message to the world is like really spending time and self-reflecting on like, what do you enjoy doing? What lights you up? What brings you joy mm. and having more agency on the choices. And I think hybrid and, and working from home gave people an opportunity to really explore like what what is work at the end of the day, right? Because we spend so right. much time with work. Um, and when we're only focused on these extrinsic motivations, which our system, of course, puts incentives mm -hmm. in front of us, more money, more title, mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. promotions, it's doesn't matter if you don't enjoy the journey. And so it's like really <laughs> right. my clients to like enjoy the process. Like don't yeah. just work for that paycheck so you can then live your life. Right. Yeah. You gotta enjoy your work as well. So it's just giving people the opportunity to like force them to self-reflect. And and I still have clients, even though coaching is a lot more common thing nowadays, I still have clients mm. that are kind of skeptical about the process or they felt really right. uncomfortable about being so open with a stranger. But once they start opening up, it's like an outpouring of all these things that they've been kept keeping within themselves. So it's really nice to be in service of other people. Mm -hmm. But I think wonderful, one of the things that I love about your podcast is that even coaches need coaches. Right. Oh, like I have to yeah. have a support system too. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> yes. So that's where I would say is that we should all have some resource mm -hmm. or support system to kind of help us get out of our own way sometimes. Right. I mean, I don't know any hairdresser doesn't have their own hairdresser. You know what I mean? You don't just because you cut other people's hair doesn't mean you can cut your own hair. You can't even see parts of your hair. So it's kind of I, I liken it to the same thing in coaching is um, we all need somebody else to reflect on and mm -hmm. kind of talk through things. Right. So it's interesting because uh, like I don't know about if this was something you went through, but I had already designed like, you know, I had been in business forever. So to me, I was designing these sort of specific platforms and specific categories to support businesses. But as the world has been evolving to a different space because transaction is not at the at the top of the food chain anymore in mm -hmm. the world we live in today. It's really coming down to like the human existence and the human being also. When did you find that pivot of like, oh, I'm going to coach, right? Because a lot of your initial clients were at the executive levels, but then, then companies are starting to hire you for, you know, other arenas in the different sectors. 
did you think that was a pivot or was that like something that you had to recalibrate your own program with or how did you do that? Yeah, I think, um, you know, starting out as a coach and um, entrepreneur and being self-employed, you do have to be open. Mm -hmm. Right. And I think my programs are starting to evolve what I thought I wanted as a focus changes over time. Mm-hmm. Um, when I first started my business five years ago, I was wondering, I knew I wanted to do leadership coaching. Like that mm-hmm. was clear um, and work with organizations and their employees. But I wasn't sure if I want to do small business or corporate, mm-hmm. or did I only want to work with female employees or right. or maybe being open. But I've had this opportunity to work with other, um, what I call client, my client partners. And these mm-hmm. are well-established organizations that already have really great established relationships with like Google or, you know, Meta. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, they're looking for a coach and I am open to working with all these individuals. So I've had, I think it's important to gain experience as you grow as a business. Like Mm. I don't want to necessarily add too much too many programs. I think one of the things is being clear on like what your offer is. Mm-hmm. Um, and if I haven't gotten the, I haven't gotten the best out of what I already have. So for me right now in my season, having already done five years as a, as my own employee, self-employed, um, I'm looking into what my next five years need to look like. Mm-hmm. And so I'm in a place where like, do I, is there still enough juice to squeeze do I want to just get better at programs I've already created because as soon as you create a new program you do slow down progress Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know so it's always that balance when you're a solopreneur that whether you want to add a lot of things to your programs or just get really good at a couple things Right, um, right. And so that's something that I always toy with. Like, do I want to add more or do I want to just focus and get really good at what I already have in place? And I still, right. and but I still want to stay flexible and adaptable. So if I have an executive, I'll coach an executive. If I have an individual contributor who's brand new out of college and I might need to wear a career coach, career coach hat. I'll do that too. It's all experienced yeah. for me and it may shift and form something new down the down the road. So I'm trying to be yeah. very open because I feel like I'm still learning. And I, I think I love that. I want that's what I want the audience to really hear is regardless of how long you've been doing it or how many credentials you have, there's never like just the end point of like, this is it. This is all I'm doing. I think that's the beauty of entrepreneurship is it's constantly evolving right? Like, that's what I want to bring to the table is when I decided to have a podcast, what are we, what are we going to talk about? Right? What, what are we going to talk about? And so much of us are very tactical in business ownership, because you, there's so many spinning plates, right? But really, I want to have that conversation of like, it's okay to be all over the place. And it's okay to be stable. It's okay to right? like for you to be open, especially when you're talking about working with organizations primarily, that just doesn't seem the same language. Like here's a very rigid space. And then you're over here like, I'm an open, I want to be open to opportunities, but that can work. It can happen because you're, you're doing really great. Right. Yeah. So uh, be, with that being said, as we get 
closer to our end of conversation here, what would you, what's the advice that you would give aspiring entrepreneurs? Like what's that? And I, I want to, I want you to share three things because I mm -hmm. feel like one is so limiting, like, oh, that's, I think with so three, you can kind of rock <laughs> three it around is good, and go, right? I love right? You like, like things in threes one? and fives for some reason too. <laughs> three things versus the one thing. Um, you know what? Thank you for asking. And um, you know, I'm I'm someone who likes to process um things, but I would say just from my last five years, the first thing is before you spend money on your business you really need to be patient and and yeah. just plan a little bit you know plan oh. a little bit because I feel like I it's a catch-22 you almost need to have failed at it to realize it yes even if someone told me that I probably wouldn't listen and we're just because we get so we get so excited when we start a business we're like we want to do everything we want a website we want this we want that yeah. then the next thing you know you've like spend a lot of money on your business right. and probably right. things I now know I never needed like business cards. Like I do, I have, I rarely <laughs> hand out business cards, but I felt like I needed business cards. Yeah. So even as trivial like, as official. Cards. Right, right, right. So it's just like, be very intentional about where you spend mm, your money. Is my first advice. Yeah. Um, second, be open. I guess that would be mm -hmm. something I would still want someone to be open with. You you may think you're going to be a yoga instructor to, you know, new moms, mm -hmm. but then you seem to be attracting corporate females yeah. to your yoga program. Right. Like maybe that's your calling, you know? Yeah. So I think being open and seeing where the opportunities, where that, who are you attracting? Don't be yeah. so focused on like feeling like you have to figure that out right away. So mm -hmm. being open to exploring like your niche. I always still toy with it, niche or not niche. I'm right. still, I'm still exploring that for me. Yeah. Um, but I think being open is good. And then the third thing I would say is um, really being comfortable with numbers. Mm. Yes, right. I mean, Jennifer, you are speaking my language, this. And I think it's a female, female, more than male issue. Um, and I want to still get better at it, too. It's like I don't necessarily have lofty, ambitious dollar goals. I have goals for my business, mm -hmm. but I don't really tie them to like a financial number. And I feel like that's an opportunity for me into my next five years is like, why don't I set ambitious, lofty financial goals. And then all my activities and decisions should be, you know, based off how yeah. I'm going to reach that because you, you do have to have big goals because time, you know, your business goes up and down. Mm -hmm. So we need to yeah. have those big, broad financial goals, but we first have to be comfortable with numbers right. and comfortable with making money, I guess is what I'm saying. Oh. And, you and hit I know the nail had, on the head. Yes, yeah. yes. And I know you've That's probably had thing. other guests talking about it, but we can't down. We can't talk about it enough. Like, I don't know why so many female entrepreneurs struggle with making money. Yeah, <laughs> right. No. And it, yeah, it, that's that is such a big conversation. I think that, um, you know, 
that's part of our evolution is because I think by nature, women are so nurturing that money sort of isn't a thing. It's just more of like, I want to make sure everybody's taken care of. And if my, I will figure out how to get that other thing. Really? So, um, and I think there can be a way to mold that together. We just haven't quite had that conversation yet, right? Yeah. I think that's the next, that's the next thing. Yeah. Um, I, I'm really grateful that you are out there really being open to the shifts of the demand because mm -hmm. That's too, that's too written in stone out there. Oh, only executive coach. And I think we all need to be more pliable and flexible and, you know, things are changing by the second. Mm -hmm. And um, th the way we sustain this fempreneur revolution is to be open to the way it's changing for us. And I love that. Well, I just want to thank you so much for your time and your energy. And then if there's any, anybody in the audience who's like, oh my gosh, I need to talk to her. All her information, all of Jennifer's information will be. And if you have any kind of specials or PDFs that you share, she's also going to um, put that inside our, all of the content that we're going to put out there. So thank you so much, Jennifer. Thank you for being who you are and thank you for connecting and thank you for being a guest. Great. Thank you so much. Wonderful. Thank you. Until next time, everybody, be good, do great, kick ass. <laughs>